This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Welcome to Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Cody, and with me are Kyle and Ken. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Friday. Friday. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Sure, Ken. We got Tom and Jerry this week. We do. True. We True. have an, an another a second animated family film this week. Family film this it's week that's an, brand new. It's not gonna, an R-rated romantic drama. Rocketing to number one as Crude's rockets down the list. I have a feeling this week. <laughs> Crude's will probably be number two. <laughs> yeah. You know, it'll be the spillover from it, all the restricted seating. People can't get into. It would Tom be and insane Jerry. if it if it ends up, you know, number two. It'll yeah. be that'll be a bigger thing being number two on 13 weeks or 14 yeah. weeks than being number one right to be number two with all this other competition and another movie that's right in your wheelhouse yeah i'm excited <sighs> though we finally are getting into product having more normal weeks yeah yeah this is it, good it's the first time in the wild that it's really felt normal i mean yeah. just having something else that can compete <laughs> with another movie and the next week we've got three titles three wide releases yeah yeah, yeah. In with uh what raya boogie and uh, uh what's the third chaos one again walking. chaos walking right so i mean next week really feels like a normal week three wide releases that's the first time we've had that since christmas yeah since christmas <laughs> so almost, and before that almost two oh, full year months. yeah <laughs> and even still we were like eh, this feels nice but it doesn't feel right right you know? we had the random week with uh new mutants and copperfield and something else back in Unhinged, I think. Yeah, right. Maybe. I think it was a week time. before that. I think it was by itself. Okay. But we had a random week where it was like, "Look at this." There's more than one booking. But this there's week. been three weekends since March of last year yeah. <laughs> with three new movies and three wide releases that are right. like actual playable films. Yep. So we've got. Well, Tom and Jerry will be a holdover. So I have four screens ready to go. Four. Yeah. That up from. One, yeah. zero in some cases. It's better than nothing. Yeah. So four screens. I'll have Tom and Jerry. That's awesome. I'll have Raya and the Last Dragon from Disney. We'll have Chaos Walking from Lionsgate for the you know the thirteen year PG thirteen crowd. Um, and then we'll have Boogie from Focus, which will be R, but it's short. It's like ninety minutes. Ninety minutes. It's rated R. It's a softer version yep. of He Got Game. But for an Asian audience, it's it's good. It's, it's quali- just it's different. quality enough, and yeah. it's yeah. different. And it's an R title for adults, so you got something for adults, for the middle ground, and for kids. It's awesome. Finally, finally, we have a real <laughs> slate of films. Huzzah! <laughs> we knew this would happen. We knew it would come back. Yeah, we've been here. I mean, I wish it would come back a lot sooner, but this is working. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah, don't talk about the second or third weekend of March, (laughs) though. We're not going to focus on that right now. Just enjoy this. This is nice. This is bliss. But the fourth weekend had some good news. Yeah, so nobody from Universal moved up into the last weekend in March. So that, you know, trying to get ahead of Godzilla in in the... Easter weekend corridor. So Universal doing something positive for theaters. <laughs> we had a movie move up. Is it opposite day? <laughs> it's literally like Christmas all over again. Yeah. <laughs> this is very exciting. Yeah. And then we're getting more information from Sony on their long weekend film. So we finally have a trailer for that and mm-hmm. we're going to get a screener next week and we'll let you know what we think about it. Yeah. We get that one and then we get the super secret raya screener next week really super secret raya screener we can't cody's not allowed to talk about that (laughs) i can't talk about it i guess you can it's friday it'll be friday we can talk about it oh will have seen it it it. It would have been released yeah (laughs) we'll be able to talk about it i can't talk too much about it now all i can say is if you see super secret secret (laughs) you see my window shades drawn Mm -hmm. my office door shut Mm-hmm. Lights off. Cody alone in her office. No yeah. one else. Super secret. No Raya. recording equipment. Which yeah. might be, which might be great for Cody. I think Cody's wanted that for a while now. Uh, I think she's getting sick of us. <laughs> Could be. You're the only other people I see. Right. It's you and the children. I'll never get sick of them. I I get it. That's fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. <sighs> 
So, so that mean, was our only release schedule change that we we have so far. And it was a good one. Yeah, nobody moving up. Yeah, and then as far as bookings go, are you adding anything else or out of those yeah. four? Yeah, um, so I got those ones booked in all places. And um, there's there's a lot of small art product that's being expanded the second and third week of March because I think that's when the Academy Award nominations are coming out. So they're they're trying to expand at that time, capitalizing on any awards publicity. So we've got the Courier from Roadside. I have a few locations. Uh, the Father from Sony Classics. I have in a few locations. The Mortician by STX. No, no, I don't have that anywhere because they didn't want it. That, I mean, <laughs> maybe for it's Golden, expanding. It's expanding. Maybe if the Golden Globes announced their winners, I'm sure they got yeah. nominated for those, right? I don't, I don't know. know. We'll talk about the Golden Globes later. They got outed as having no representation, which we all knew. It's not too surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else am I bringing in? There's, there's a, uh, horror comedy film called happily that I'm trying to book in a few spots. Yeah. Stars uh, Jill McHale from yeah. community, right? Yep. Yeah. That one looked interesting. And, um, there's a, a faith-based title called lamb of God that I'm booking. There's also another one from iconic that is called my brother's keeper that mm-hmm. I'm also bringing in faith-based type movie. Yep. Um, alternative content company. So that yeah. one's kind of interesting. We might yeah. talk about, I believe we're going to talk about this movie soon, but Nomadland, is that going to, Oh yeah. Oscar contention. Is that going to be one that might get more screens? No. Okay. <laughs> no, cool, 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 cool. they went day and date with Hulu and it really killed the grosses on that. That yeah. one, that, yeah. I think that depressed the specialty box office yeah. by doing that. So I don't think I'm going to bring that in because it will have been on streaming for so long. Right. And I, I just don't think it's good. We'll get into that yeah. in a little bit. You yeah. saw it. Ken saw it. But I'm really excited about this I one. saw the grosses from our places, and it was not pretty. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not too surprised. For being their big Oscar contender, it, it fell a little flat. Well, this year's kind of a wash to begin with when it comes to award yeah. stuff. But, yeah. But yeah. even last year when Parasite came out in October, we saw some surprising grosses out we of did. it. We did. It's true. We where could tell was, there was something there. Where yeah. it was, I mean, it normally a on an A24 or neon film that's looking for art, you see it come out and does a couple hundred dollars. And we had four-digit mm-hmm. grosses almost everywhere yeah. we opened it, which was surprising, <laughs> where we held it a couple, three, four weeks, and then brought it back and played it another four weeks in February mm-hmm. and March. So, yeah, Parasite, we could tell, was good. There was There was some undercurrent with that. Yeah, but I, it was... I know that the grosses are lower than normal, and it's really hard when a location that could have had um, a two or $3,000 gross on a screen an, a week has a two or $300. So it's all relative. You still are getting only so many people in your market to come to the, it right now. Yeah, but a movie that's got all this buzz... Well, you for Oscars should lose to right. Monster Hunter, which came out on twelve eighteen, <laughs> which saying, it did everywhere. That, it played. Yeah, at, yeah. At this point in the pandemic, we if you've been you've been open long enough for the most part that you know kind of where your new normal is mm-hmm. uh, with your restricted capacity and and people still staying home. You you've been open enough to know who's coming out and who's not and what your pot, your capability is. And um and so when I can kind of tell now from the grosses when something is there and consistent and doing well, like like we still have Monster Hunter. It's theatrical, it's exclusive to theaters. It's that one's still doing well. I still have Wonder Woman, I still have Crudes. Crudes are doing four digit grosses still. I mean, you can still see where they're at even though it, the grosses overall are are down from where they historically have been. But Marksman's no, a month out and yeah. still playing strong. I still have War with Grandpa on some places. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's it's still just, wild to me. <laughs> yeah. I it's just, on like DVD now, isn't it? It, it <laughs> went on DVD Christmas days. So yeah. it's yeah. two months post-DVD and it's, and it's still It grossing. still does the almost the exact same amount every single weekend. So you just wow. keep it. <laughs> and But with Nomadland... It was disappointing. You can kind of, you, when yeah. you're expecting, say, a thousand dollar gross mm-hmm. and you get a two hundred dollar gross, you know that something's up, you know? You, yeah. So, 
So I think Nomadland was, it was just a tough sell. There, it's a depressing looking film. And I really think the audiences want uplifting stuff right now. Yeah, I get that. So, so no, I will not be bringing Nomadland back. Okay, to answer that to question. answer that question. <laughs> I, I don't get think it, I get it. I don't think that's one. Are we ready for Kyle's review? Almost. Or do you have something else to add to your booking strategies? Um, so I always like to also talk. So I n- named off several films that I am circling for the month of March, just trying to make sure that I get everything in. Um, I also want to give everybody some updates on the Shuttered Venues grant before we move on. Um, it's looking like the portal may not be built till April. I was really hoping, I was really hoping for March, but I was thinking it was going to be mid to late March. It looks like it might be April now before the portal's even built to apply. Yeah. The good news that we got is, is that everybody can apply in the first two weeks, like Everybody can apply as soon as it opens. What you have to do is designate if you had a 90% loss in revenue or 70% or or less. And um, so you have to designate that on your application. And then that's how they're going to be processed. So everybody can apply and they'll take them all, but they're only going to process the 90% um, percent people first and then they'll go to the 70% people. So, um, so that's nice. You don't have to wait two weeks from the time it opens to be able to apply if you've had a 70% loss in revenue. So I like that everybody's going to get to apply all at once. Um, they probably will be looking for your 2020 tax returns. So you're <laughs> and the deadline's not till April. So a lot of places probably won't have 2020. So there, there is some thought that, um, cause you definitely need your 2019s, but everybody's got those by now. So you'll turn in your 2019s and you might only get partial money back or partial awards for this grant until you turn in your 2020 tax returns. So I guess just really push the accounts to get those done and just really work on that because you'll need them. Um, other than that, they're, they're going to release another update to their frequently asked questions today. I checked right before we started recording for this podcast and <laughs> they had not updated and knowing my luck, as soon as we get done, I will see that update. <laughs> yeah. We mentioned about this last week and it seems like that theory is holding on strong right now. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they update at the very end of the day on Friday. It's yeah. just so that they don't have to answer questions. I think from people, let's just pack up and go home. Wouldn't, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't bet against it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, the big, the big issue here is, is, is that shuttered venues, you're not going to be able to apply until April. Well, that's going to be after the PPP deadline, second draw deadline, because the deadline for second round of PPP is March, end of March, March 31st. And so a lot of people may not be able to make it to the April time sometime in April. Yeah. And then maybe get your money some either, hopefully sometime in April, but it could be May before you get your money. And so I think it's really putting a lot of people between a rock and a hard place. And, you know, do you take PPP and way less money, but you know, you can get it. It's right now and immediate, or do you wait for a lot more money in shuttered venues? I am still of the opinion you wait. Um, but it's it's a tough decision, and I don't, you know, you gotta you gotta weigh that. Um, I think I would give give it though till middle of March before you fully make a decision on PPP versus shuttered venues. And maybe Still got we'll time. yeah, maybe we'll have some more updates by then. Yeah, on that. So yeah, that's all I got. Not not a lot of anything new. Oh, I did um, do the certified letter or notarized letter. So apparently as a a process, Sam.gov needs to certify that you have an authorized user on your account. And so they need a notarized letter for that. And they give you the template and you go and you get it notarized and then they give you instructions to upload it. It's really easy. So we'll have some, we'll have some tips and tricks on that um, because I'm going through that process right now. I just didn't have time today to go to the notary, <laughs> go to the bank. No, but once that's completed, they'll all those tips and tricks will be up at silverscreeninsider.com. So yep. just keep on a watch for that. Okay, gentlemen. Yes. 
we talked a little bit about it. How was No Man Land actually? I, from a person who hadn't seen it, just looked at grosses. Let I thought fight. not good, <laughs> but I want your opinions from the men who saw it. Who wants to go first? Kyle, go ahead and bring it up before I yeah. burn it down. <laughs> Build her up, Kyle. So Cody is right. This movie is very sad. Uh, basically, the movie is about a woman who has to live the life of a nomad after the town that she lived in suffered a major economic crash, which caused her to just about lose everything on top of losing her husband previously to that event. So she has to learn how to live as a nomad. And basically, the movie acts as a good balance between showing the hardships that come from living as a nomad and also showing some of the positive angles that can come from that. Like it, um, the movie does show like real nomads, like explaining, you know, why, what were the unfortunate circumstances that they have to resort to this type of living? Or maybe they just decide, you know what? I just like living this way. I like preferring to live this way. So I like that it had a good balance between not always being so depressing and showing the good sides of things, but for the most part, it is a movie that is um, showcasing that lifestyle and how um, unfortunate and lonely that lifestyle can be. Um, so for me, what? I thought that it was well handled when it comes to that subject matter and to present it delicately and respectfully. But I understand, obviously, that the premise is definitely not for everyone. So they didn't have any hipsters or retirees in their $100,000 tricked out vans? coming across her no luckily not they did not glamorize it that's for sure no glamping in this one yeah mainly the nomads that they're following are just um in the elderly age and they don't have families money to trick out their own vans and whatnot they have to rely on their own um they didn't get a vintage van and rebuild it with they got reclaimed materials you could say the vans are vintage but it's not as compared to youtubers who do that sort of thing Oh well, um, hmm. What? How does it? How does it end? Does um, she just ri- drive off into the sunset? She drives off into it's the sunset. It's a searchlight movie, so it has yeah. no ending. So it has no ending. <laughs> nope. Her story keeps going. Her way of living keeps going, but she finds a way to live it as best as she can, and having to go off in a new direction for herself, while at the same time, kind of living a life that's a bit lonely, like, even though she has. She other... went east instead of more west. I don't know what that means, but sure. <laughs> it's a metaphor there somewhere, okay. right? Um, um is yeah. So how does her husband die? Is it medical? Is it suicide? Is it... It's just medical, and it happens before the economic crash happens anyway. So um, it's just one bad event after another, and just the situation ends up having her to resort to living as a nomad. Oh, sounds so lonely. Yeah, but Frances McDormand... She does this role well because she's the type of actress that has like the acting chops to pull off something like this, but she's also not completely distracting. Like she's a good view site for the audience to understand this type of lifestyle. And she handles um, like her independence scenes really well, but also handles like working opposite of people who aren't actors or just real life people, but they're playing into those roles a bit. And she handles that so well. Like it never feels like she's overshadowing them cast real homeless people in this yeah. movie yeah that's one reason why i couldn't play in some places i'm i'm not surprised at all like i i definitely understand why this isn't a movie yeah. that can play but i thought the way the subject man manner yeah. was handled i thought that it was done really well at least and i just want to clarify it's not because there's homeless people in it. it's because <laughs> in a re- really crazy story one of our clients actually knew one of the people cast in it did not like that person and was like i'm not playing this movie oh wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) we don't have anything against homeless people at ssi no 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 no. we'll have to make an official statement but that's the shortened version yeah all right ken Ken, your turn what were your thoughts i want to know how confident are you with the the bleep feature of the recording of the podcast yeah (laughs) uh i can work my magic pg-13 language please (sighs) That way we don't have to bleep anything. Makes my job easier. This movie was so goddamn stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they dumped Francis McNorman in McDormand? the middle of... McDorman? I don't know. McDorman? With a D. McDorman. In the middle of the freaking desert. Yeah. With a bunch of mentally... <sighs> mm. Ill? Mentally ill 
homeless or in quotations or without home people and expect this to be like look at the sweeping vistas look at the beautiful sunset she's walking through and it's like it's the only positive part of her journey no it was horrifying to watch <laughs> all these people i mean she is a what you call a handsome actress she's not yeah. beautiful she's not gorgeous she's sure. not striking but next to all these people she looks like scarlett johansson okay it was very awkward meanwhile i was thinking if scarlett johansson was in this role no way this movie's gonna work no it, it doesn't work but it was she's it got was, a rugged beauty to her yeah 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 she's classically beautiful maybe in that sense i like but when not he's like, handsome yeah, that's she's, she's a handsome a, woman she's a handsome woman but anyway she stands out like a sore thumb in the middle of all this you have to yeah. watch her poop in a bucket <laughs> you have to watch her float her way across a pond naked as a 60 year old woman wonderful yeah <laughs> that scene they probably could have not that i asked they, ken was was the scene did it was a quick flash or or was it no. a little uncomfortably prolonged i don't there wasn't really a reason for them to show that i don't think but it so was, i agree with was, you on that it like, might have been 60 seconds long yeah it was, it was quite a while yeah it was quite a while <laughs> Yeah, Ken, not very necessary. Ken, I'll give you that one. Kid this morning described it as I saw a naked beave. <laughs> and I was like, really? Do in I that have to movie? bleep that one out, or yeah, is that PG thirteen? So. You don't I think have to bleep. I think bleep you have that to... out. I'll, I'll think. I'll look that up. I'll figure that one out. <laughs> no, she, she looked like a corpse that they find on NYPD Blue floating oh in the water. It was <laughs> yeah. so pale. It was so scraggly. It's just. Too old to be doing nude scenes, and and it seems very unnecessary for the for the story. I'll agree with that. If you feel like being depressed and seeing six year old women in the nude floating doing the backstroke, and then pooping in buckets, and pooping in buckets, this movie is for you. (laughs) Ken said that apparently she couldn't sleep at truck stops because those are for truckers. So that horrifying moment where she got pushed out of places. (laughs) Yeah, it was all. Awkward and terrible and horrifying and the casting. I mean, she ends up be, becoming friends with, but not hooking up with some guy that looks like an even older version of Bruce Dern. Actually, he's a he's a character actor. He's not a real I know, guy, but, but he's so old. I just want to make he's that so point. gray and so skeleton like. Well, they're old, perp, can, aren't they? can old people need loving too? Yeah. Well, it doesn't show him actually doing anything. Well, well he they need companionship. Yeah, they're companions. And she doesn't have a home, so she probably really shouldn't be getting a dog or a pet. And the point is that she couldn't be in a relationship. So many of these people have dogs. (laughs) (laughs) They may be for a food source at some point, but (laughs) the whole whole movie, no. Watch anything else. (laughs) Watch Watch any of her other movies. Yeah. In reverse. I mean, go watch Fargo. Dubbed, that dubbed in Portuguese. Yeah. Watch yeah. any of her movies, okay? Because <laughs> this one was... Three was, Billboards is great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, watch it with the television off. Just put the <laughs> turn the movie on and then turn the television off, and it's a better watch than Nomadland. <laughs> Change favorite, your mind 10 minutes well, in and turn fa- it off. My favorite part better. of Nomadland was when it ended. <laughs> <laughs> And that's your review. <laughs> that's the review. I'm sorry. It was terrible. That's all right. Oof. I'm sure I'm, I am sure that there's people who went to the theater and came out thinking the same thing. I get it. No, there weren't people that went to the theater. Well, that was the problem. The, so one, the, the one person that came to the theater who might have been like, oops, wrong movie, and went to go yeah. see Croods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, I think people just want something happy and uplifting and this movie may have worked in a different context in our society at a different point but yeah maybe it some of it hit too close to home for some people some of it was just so sad and depressing i mean the movie does show like almost anyone can know someone living in that type of situation so i'm sure it's actually very possible that quite a few people saw this trailer and was like, I like my uncle or my, you know, grandpa is in that situation. Like, I don't want to yeah. see that movie. So I, I don't think that's far fetched at all. Yeah. The only good news was Cody, that your Amazon shopping addiction was paying for her nomad lifestyle. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. That's what you said. The Amazon came in to you get, you help get a, the town. You're going to see this 
pumped up version of what Amazon workers live I, through. I was surprised by that. They show her because she's bouncing from job to job throughout like the seasons and she ends up working as like a factory worker at Amazon. I am shocked they got cameras in there. How especially no, for this subject. No matter. way that was the place unless they got a hundred percent approval sh- of every scene. Maybe yeah. they show the outside of the building and then was it actually they Amazon branding? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So if they I can't did get approval, Amazon approved that. I, know, I think right? they gave them final cut for I mean they don't the Academy Award movie with her in it and they get a final cut of exactly how Amazon looks. Yeah. And Amazon actually looked good through the movie. Like yeah, their, they weren't their painted, branding was decent. They weren't paid in the bad picture. It's just her circumstances and her having to work because of her situation. That part I'm like did make does it look Amazon like, want to have that did make it look like only homeless people work at amazon (laughs) yeah (laughs) and maybe amazon missed that or maybe they got away with that somehow i don't know but i was really surprised by that that is surprising usually it's like generic like delivery company well the delivery are us remember when parody it and make it scamazon yeah yeah (laughs) um remember that movie uh with the comedian and and Jessica Simpson coming were... to America when they used McDowell's instead of yeah. McDonald's, <laughs> well, which is the was... ultimate example of this. <laughs> no, I was thinking. Did you say like... a movie with Jessica Simpson? Yeah, the co- and they were in a Costco, obviously, Good but it, you couldn't tell it was a Costco. Who else was in that movie? A Jessica Simpson, the comedian. Movie? Um, oh, yeah, Jessica Simpson. No, that, I'm not surprised that, that, that that's uh, not what I'm surprised by. <laughs> Dane Cook. Who? Dane I, actually, Cook. actually, that checks out a lot. Yeah. And Jessica Simpson in that this movie, out. and it was a Costco. I have no idea what the movie is, but that pairing doesn't Ken surprise knows. me. He so would recognize pick, a Costco. I'm sure he saw one. There's probably some listener that does too. So you're going to pick a random Jessica Simpson movie over just, Coming to America? I'm going with Coming to America. Uh, it's the ultimate parody in a film. Yeah, I'm going with before, the Jessica Simpson one. Before they that, pulled it out of theaters, McDonald's that was, was the getting first, on board. That was the first to one I thought. Several of their McDonald's McDowell's for the movie's release. <laughs> so. I didn't want to talk about Coming to America, too, because it's streaming only. So I know. And I'm not. I talked about the original, well, which the original one has been and made hundreds Loophole. of millions of dollars been tarnished. For, for open theaters. It's been tarnished. All right. But you would think Amazon would do yeah. a version of that. Yeah. They didn't. I don't know. I feel like he knows weird. what I'm talking about, but he is being obtuse. What? <laughs> Me? Because I asked him, I was like, "Is this?" Because I'm pretty sure we watched part of it, and he's like, "That is really a Costco." Because he used to work there. I mean, he I'm knows sure. The ins and outs. Or the movie was just so bad that he blocked it out of his memory for good <laughs> that reason. That too. I don't remember what happens in it. Just the Dane that they Cook were Jessica Simpson movies, like <laughs> love interests. I fell in love in a Costco. Anyway. So New York City's reopening, huh? We, we fell in love in <laughs> a Costco. Anyway. Yeah, we fell in love before that. Okay, New York City is reopening. Hallelujah, everybody. Yes. This is going to go so far in keeping movies on the release schedule. Yep. So yep. New York can open in March, early March, with 25% capacity. Which is great. I mean, we're... 25% New York is 300 times yeah. <laughs> everywhere else. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's a big, big, big deal. <laughs> and and I he- there's rumblings. Now, these are just rumblings that uh, California, especially L.A. and Orange County, may be able to open at end of March or sometime in March. Yeah. Roughly about the same time Disneyland's able to open. That that, that would make sense, I think. Well, I think that checks out. Rumblings, people. They're up to it's vaccinating over a million people a day, and most of those are happening yeah. in New York and L.A. County, so. We're trying to get those two places open, mm-hmm. and that'll go so far into keeping stuff on the release schedule. So it, it probably means that, like you were saying, that stuff will stay put as is, but I think for st- the most part. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious. Do you think anything could move up because New York's opening, or do you think they're going to keep waiting for it's vaccine possible. out? It's impossible. I think you need it's, LA. I think yeah. New York is step one, and that we haven't been on step one in so long. Right. So New York is step one. L.A. is the final part of that. And I think if you had both those, then Paramount could move up Quiet Place. Mm. First time For we sure, because it's done. Okay. First time we see that $25, $30 million opening, that first big pop of a yeah. movie that does a big number that's out there, there's going to be people clamoring for these weekends. Yeah. If we have Rhea or one of these open to a $30, 40000000 million opening, which we don't think it's going to do. No, it won't do that. Right. But right. if it did, 
or yeah. Godzilla or nobody opens to one of these reasonable numbers, mm-hmm. even yeah. even seventy five percent of what if we got, Godzilla did previously, yeah. it would be if we got a legit twenty million dollar opening, yeah. that would be that would be good, but it be really wouldn't good. encourage it if we did double that or even yeah. thirty million for any of these movies upcoming. Right there, there will be film companies scrambling for April. Yeah, I think so. Because they've got plenty of movies that fit in that category. But it's also, it's not just us. It's international too. But the good news is, is like England will have no COVID restrictions in come June. So they're phasing. I think theaters will be able to open in May Mm -hmm. with all final restrictions done in June. So that's the plan right now. Obviously things can change and we know that they change when it comes to COVID. But if this holds steady, we, you know, we're truly June, July, August, we're back in business. I, I think globally, um, yeah, not just in the U.S. and that'll that'll really help with everything. Yeah, that'll be super. And I think it'd be that June, July time is when we'll see, especially like big products from Disney remaining as they are. Yep. And yeah, that'll just be super. Yeah, and we'll see, you know, Paramount with Top Gun and. And I, they to- totally could move up Quiet Place. You but do think we'll that have... that could be real? Well, yeah, it, realistic. That... If um, if what again? If like the numbers, opening numbers are showing like twenty million. Is that what you guys were saying? Is what yeah. we've seen already. Right, okay. we've kind of, we've seen the potential of twenty million with Tenant. Tenant, gotcha. Woman. And then fifteen, you know, yeah. fifteen to tw- you know, twenty is what we have seen and expect for a right. big movie right now. Okay, but if. Tom and Jerry, if Rhea, if Godzilla open to $25 plus million, there's going to be people scrambling because there's mm-hmm. movies with budgets that big yeah. that they can put on screen right now. I mean, Quiet Place was not a big, you know, $100 no. million dollar budget movie. Yeah. So you get it out there, get it on screen, and see what happens with it. And then you can promote it on your streaming service, which Paramount has said 45 days out. Right. So Paramount did say... Well, and we'll get into Paramount Plus here in the next segment, but um, they did say that they are going to go with a 45-day window on their, which has been the most generous window. And what yes. we were actually hoping would, would have been the window had we not had COVID. Yeah. I mean, there, we had to move the window. We knew windows were going to shrink, and we were hoping for a 45-day I mean, some people wanted sixty, but I thought that was so unrealistic for where this what the studios and consumers wanted. Oh yeah, that my hope was on a forty-five, and if I couldn't get that, a thirty-day window. And so, it's Paramount has scenario, generously yeah. come out with yeah. a forty-five day. I'm sure there might be people somewhere that are saying forty-five days. This is ridiculous. And meanwhile, I'm reading this. I'm going forty-five days. We'll I take know. it. We'll <laughs> take it. This is a. I mean, it's not great news, but this is good news. Like, this is the best outcome, like you were saying, Cody. Competing with everyone that has a smartphone for day and date streaming. Yeah. I mean, sad, but true. Um, You can literally start the movie while you're in line at the movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) What's interesting, though, is that they've quietly said that that could be a 30-day window, but they're big movies like Top Gun. There's no way. It'll do well enough that it'll be a 45-day window. Yeah. I think they just wanted to put that in there kind of uh, in case something does so poorly because I I have a feel, feeling this will be less of a pandemic model like what we've seen from other studios like Warner's who have said, oh, this is just D&D streaming is just a pandemic model and more of what they're going to do for their model moving forward. This probably feels more like the new normal for Paramount titles. Yeah, this doesn't feel like a quick reaction, kind of like what Warner's was. Or Universal with the 17 days. Right. This, I mean, despite them coming up with contracts and whatnot, that one feels even a bit more rushed than this one. This yeah. feels more intricate. It seems like they took their time to realize, you know what, the window's shrinking, but we still need well, theater numbers, yeah. so 45 is saw, a fair deal. They saw what um, Crudes did with Universal and the money that Universal lost yeah. in the theaters by... Because Cruz is still playing in theaters, they yep. could have it could have played up into the DVD day exclusively <clears throat> and been, which probably surprised Universal too. Yeah, I think it surprised everybody. Yeah, but I think they saw that, and then they've seen <laughs> what all the money that Warner's left on the table by going day and date. So they know they need a window of some kind. That that seems to be the best model, um, and. And I think that they know they have big movies because they sold off all of the little stuff. So they have big movies. They know they need a window. So I'm really, I'm really pleased with the 45 days. That's going to be great. 
yeah, I, it, this is a win-win. This is a good mm-hmm. thing. I mean, we wish like 90 days could come back, but even before the pandemic. You didn't really even need 90 days. There were exactly. very few films that you wanted 90 days on. It was it was time to adjust that. Yeah. I mean, 90 days, where 90 days really helped was the um, the secondary market, the sub-runs, the intermediates, the people mm-hmm. that didn't get to play it on the break. But the and, first runs in those areas were holding onto the film just to spite the second <laughs> second I one. wouldn't say only just to spite them but when you got to open up a film and and by the time week you know two th- three four five you've already made your minimums p- film rental payments on it it's just a percent at that point it's just a percent just a percent just a percent and if you got a, if you're holding it for one matinee or one show and it's still s- selling nearly out uh, I don't see a reason why you, you just let it go so that's what we were running into because there wasn't enough, there wasn't enough good product to ba- to push out some of this other stuff. So yeah. when you got something really good like a Crudes, it was playing forever. Now, mm-hmm. I I wish that at the time the studios would have just allowed um, anybody to come in after a certain point, regardless if it's your if a first run in the area was playing. I think those clearances are still an issue, very much an issue. And we've run into some clearance issues recently with crudes going streaming, but not allowed to be played in theaters that were pre-pandemic considered sub-run theaters. And going right. DVD this week and yeah. still not being allowed. And still not being allowed to play because it was on too many first-run screens across the nation. Like, yeah. obvious, that's where the unfairness really comes in. Yeah, yeah. and it's unfairness that <laughs> still confuses me because I feel like money is good money right why would you not want as much of it as possible that's what you're trying to do to begin with what i don't know it's just that that little part that you're describing has always confused me and it it only makes sense sense. it may make sense to the studios but even still they probably don't understand it either but they feel like they can't say that one ticket at a first run is worth three at a discount house and that's the only number they're looking at even though (laughs) You're selling maybe five tickets at that first run and a hundred at the. Yep. It, and all, it all balances for, out. Just that ticket price. Yeah, they just. Where it is. They want to protect that mm-hmm. first run price mm-hmm. pricing so much, and part of that comes with, I would say, a little bit of collusion with the big three. You know, there's there is a little bit of like protectionism going on there that's very unfair and unwarranted. Yeah, wouldn't be surprising, but that's for sure. But with the the pandemic and the closures we've encouraged all of our theaters as film buyers we've encouraged all of our theaters that are intermediate suburban locations to move past that yeah to to understand that's an old practice we're lucky that it lasted as long as it did yep and your first run location now but it, and it's an old practice not because the studios have made it old but because consumers really have like that was mm-hmm. that was dying um that sub run and intermediary market was dying before the pandemic. It just, by the time a movie got that old, you know, four or five weeks off the break, people just wanted to see it on, on streaming services. They wanted to rent it. They didn't want to go to a dollar house and see it. Once we got into the big Marvel movies that played 16 weeks at a multiplex, there was no room to get it in. No. And now you just have to, you have to fight for that first run product. You have to get it. As soon as it's available, get it on your screens and capitalize on it. Yep. And if you're waiting and you don't want to raise your ticket prices, you're going to fall by the wayside. You have to I really I think there's compete. a real issue is I, I know that we've run across several small town theaters that want to keep their tickets 2 and $3 to help the community have entertainment for cheap. But the problem is they're... they're playing product at that point in time and at that price point that people are getting for free on these services because because these people are going to have streaming they're going to have streaming for lots of other reasons not just to watch movies but there's tv and there's other things on these streaming services children yeah so if you're trying to keep your prices low to help out the community get have entertainment they're already getting what you're offering for cheaper and better and because of technology. So technology has really changed the landscape and consumer behavior. Right. And it's really been really hard to kind of get people 
in some of these situations to get over that emotion of I've got to have a three or $2 ticket because that's what we've always had. And I'm going to lose customers. Well, no, if you get product sooner, you're not going to lose any customers. You're going to gain customers because you have the things they actually want to see in this moment right now. They don't want to see, they're not going to want to see crudes in a month from now after having had it on streaming forever. So that's, that's the issue that we're running and that technology moved that product quicker and more easily accessible to, to people. Yeah. And Warner Brothers is still not set an intermediate date for Wonder Woman. No, we They're still... one of the few that set an actual date when you can open it in your theater, even if it's on screen elsewhere. Yeah. They give you a date when it can go on. And Wonder Woman doesn't have a date. And it's on streaming for free. <laughs> so I think it's off streaming it, now. Oh, well, the Warner was, Brothers model is a little weird because weird, yeah. even though it opens day and day with theaters at a certain point, I think it's 35 days, it goes back to being theatrical exclusive. It goes yeah. off of the streaming site. Yeah. Well, it was available for free and yeah. we're going to be looking at it 12 weeks after it's been available for free to play at these intermediate locations. Yeah. For maybe discounted longer, tickets. Maybe longer, which is you can't wait that long and operate a theater. Especially with all of the product Warner Brothers has. Mm -hmm. And they've had almost all of the biggest releases. Yeah. Yeah, so far. Since August. Yeah, I've played, played, um, what was it, Little Things, I think, before I got to have Wonder Woman. Really? Yeah. Wow. At my intermediate location. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's <laughs> I'll get Judas before I get Wonder Woman at the yeah. this rate, which is I mean, no offense to those other movies, but that's backwards logic. Like yeah. Wonder Woman is going to be the clear uh, movie to bring in the crowds, uh-huh. which is what studios and theaters should want. So studios should want it. They they don't care about theaters making money. Well, sure, but they should care about yeah. making uh, again. It's it's the logic that's all backwards to me and makes no sense. I it. Hopefully that does get fixed and they realize that, but for now that's just super annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem that this cl- idea of clearances that we're going to protect certain types of theaters over others, uh, that has to go away. Yes. I get not op- everybody gets to have a chance at the break on the break for Wonder Woman and some people get to charge a dollar and some people charge $20. I don't think that's fair, but I don't think it's fair after a certain point to say no one gets a shot at this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So. There's got to be some sort of <laughs> guarantee that right. you're allowed to operate a theater and get this product at this date. Yeah. So at least you can adjust your business model to cover for that. Yeah. And it, and it should be, if it's not going to be the streaming date, it should be, a, you know, a point very soon after that date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, talk all this talk of streaming we've got another yet another new streaming service paramount plus is back it had what was it before it was cbs all access and and uh i mean that had been actually around for a long time cbs all access yeah weirdly i feel like it's only been around for six months before they rebranded but i guess it's been around for what two years now it's been around for a few years it was one of the very first actual streaming sites it only ever showed cbs tv shows so i don't star trek that was like the only things yeah it was just a hawaii 50 the new and the original of course (laughs) all the ncis's and the only reason i kind of knew about it is because i wanted to watch big bang theory but i didn't want to pay to watch old episodes of big bang theory so yeah I, that's how I knew CBS All, Ac- All Access was around. You've been watching sitcom television in our house? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> so um, so now they've taken that off, rebranded it after the CBS and Viacom merged together. And um, we've got Paramount Plus. Wee! And so are you guys excited? <laughs> no. Is there anything on it that you want? I know that some people are very excited over all the old-timey 90s Nickelodeon shows that kids grew up with. Yeah. I have tried to introduce my children to shows that I watched like when I was a kid, and they are not interested in them at all. At all. You should show them The Last Airbender. That's a great show. Which, funny enough, for this service, they're going to be making like 
an avatar production studio like its own studio for all things avatar and i'm like <laughs> i'm like uh, that's so much milking but yeah whatever I tried Power Rangers the other day, and they just started karate chopping each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it, I the tried, show worked. I tried all real monsters once, and it just scared them. Oh, yeah. I yeah. loved that show. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe the time is not right. It's the time it's not right. So, yeah, I mean, this service has what? Nickelodeon, CBS, Star Trek again. Yeah. And all, of course, movies. like. And, of course, Paramount movies. Yeah. And all the Paramount movies. Because so. everyone knows which think, movies are Paramount movies. I think the Nickelodeon stuff, to me, is intriguing. Um, I don't I don't watch any more TV, so I don't really don't care about the CBS TV shows. Yeah. But well, us, uh, us peoples in America finally get the SpongeBob movie on the streaming network. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the one that played in Canada and was, like, number one yeah, for the, six weeks. And then it kept showing up on on the box office reporting yeah. sites as yeah. being like number one. And, and everybody's like, why don't I have this movie? Because North America includes Canada and it's playing there people. Yep. Cause your theater is not in Canada. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Find a way to th- make that work and you'll get it done. Yeah. <laughs> you'll so get how, it. How much is Paramount plus? We, we decided we'd crunch the numbers. We did. We only looked at premium because Let's be be honest. Who wants to watch a commercial? Like, yeah. The fact that they offer a cheaper version with commercials is just insulting. So yeah. We only did the premium one. What do they think cheap. we are, peasants? It's yeah. just for cheap people from the Midwest. I get it. <laughs> I could. I would totally watch commercials like if this, I could save three cents a month. Can't show it like this. It makes perfect sense. I grew up with this lifestyle. No, I was like, <laughs> I will not be forced into commercials. Once commercial starts, you have time to finish your bush light, put it in the recycles, and get a new one. Perfect. <laughs> okay. Nothing so, about that sound appetizing to Cody. No, it all sounded bad. Ugh. Very, very. But bad. they were all bad. Everything was wrong with that that yeah. sentence. Um, so we've got Disney Plus coming in at eight dollars, seven ninety nine. Yep. We've got Peacock, the new edition, or no, the Universal one from coming in at nine ninety nine. What does Universal have on Peacock? Besides Park, their movies. Parks and Rec in the office. Friends in the office, yeah. Friends in the office? Yeah. Okay. But even... E-R. But, even, but <laughs> maybe ER. I, I mean, I don't know how many people love ER, but... Okay, then... That we, might be a selling point. Wheel, Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> <laughs> then I mean, we've it, got HBO Max. <clears throat> kind of a hefty price at $14.99. 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it's twice what Disney Plus is. Then... um. Bum, 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 Paramount Plus coming in at nine ninety nine. So about in the mid range. So more than Disney Plus, same range as Peacock. Right. Probably very comparable to Peacock, yes. in that they have a few series, some shows, and their movies. Although I'll give them this, Paramount Plus is definitely strategizing better than Peacock did. Yeah. I mean, I don't even remember seeing advertisements of Peacock having The Office and Parks and Rec. I'm only just guessing because they're off Netflix now. Yeah. Um, so the fact that I know more about Paramount Plus right now than I do Peacock, it probably says something. So, so does anybody that watched the Super Bowl, they advertise the shit out of that they during did. the Super That's Bowl. That's true. That was probably smart on their move because there was, wasn't yeah, any other was. media that, commercials. That and Queen yeah. Latifah as the equalizer. Did do you ever hear? Yeah, they really did, did that show work? that, didn't they? Did that work? Did, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that since. No, we don't have television but we're ta- anymore. But, but hey, we're talking about it. Yeah. It clearly worked. I Maybe. Guess. Then if you have one of the other, I want to call them legacy streaming sites. All right. Prime comes in at $12.99. Netflix is $17.99. And Hulu is $11.99. However, if you get the live TV version of Hulu, it's $70. Yep. <laughs> a month. A month. A month. Which is These crazy. These are all a month. Which is crazy because that's more than a yearly subscription of Hulu Premium. Yeah. Which isn't live TV. No. <laughs> no. So, and then there's a whole sub-tier of like, I have I have had one hit show, so I'm going to start a streaming site. Right. I right. like classic movies. I'm going to start a streaming site. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bazillion of those. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit, independent streaming sites. Yeah. Maybe someone has it, but yeah. so many I've seen for like three dollars a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Motor Trend TV. Yeah, three dollars a month. <laughs> Game Show Network has one. Really? Which is of course awesome. it does. Of which course, is awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Discovery, which is like HGTV and stuff. Discovery they have, Plus. Yeah, 
That's actually kind of clever, though, because there's a big market for, like, HGTV and Food Network. I imagine those are kind of like one and the same. Something yes, like they that, are but. all on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. TLC, TLC for my 600 pound life. That that's a Doctor Pimple Popper. Yeah, Cody oh, can't gross. live without that one. God. I don't watch her anymore. I just it After one a while, season all the episodes just, just blurred together. together. They do. <laughs> I'm like, you've seen one one big lipoma. You've seen them all. <laughs> God. This is a big white mass coming out of people. So there's a large sea of streaming services, which yeah. surprises no one. So if we were to take all the studio streaming sites yep. and keep your legacy site streaming sites, um, it would come out to be eighty six dollars a month. I don't. People cord cut it so they could not pay that much money. So obviously, you you're not going to have all of these. You're no, picking of and choosing not. and canceling and then yeah. reopening and adding on and let's face it, like the two top ones are probably Netflix and then a Hulu bundle with Disney and Hulu, right? I would think yeah. so. Although And maybe Amazon Prime only because yeah. they have shipping. Well, because yeah, because yeah, you have a Prime account. Yeah. So you couldn't so you'll have Prime, you'll always keep that. And I like to occasionally order something off of Prime when I when the mood fits, like a, a film. Like sometimes I want a specific oh, movie, and you I want always it now. I oh, always check Prime. Oh, I thought you meant like an actual product you wanted to order because <laughs> that delivery guy is tired, not from his entire route, but just from walking what? up to our no, door every he day. Stop. He could have came home, yeah. but he can't now because he has to deliver. He's done. He's I don't done know, more. To, he I is hope. coming home. My home. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but it's not his home. (laughs) They might as well land the plane on our street. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what are you getting at, Cody? What are you trying to say? I keep that one. I do keep Netflix because I like the variety on Netflix. Yeah. Although um, I'm finding less and less stuff I know um, and more like of their original content. Right. And it's okay. I haven't found too many things I just love. Mostly I watch Netflix for Great British Baking Show. <laughs> As does everyone else. That's why I watch Netflix. <laughs> I don't really... I only have Prime to watch for when the mood strikes. And I have Hulu because I like I like some TV shows. But these are probably like the most likely um, services yeah. that people... The right. majority of people will be paying then for. Then I hear... This is what I hear. Most people have Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I, I, we do not have that in really? our house. <laughs> you don't say. They can go up themselves. All right. And then <laughs> I don't know about anybody that has Peacock. And then no. there's the next one w- would be HBO Max. There's some people that have that because they have leftover HBO subscriptions and it just carried over. And there's some there's something there. So those, I still think, like the studio ecosystem, Disney is one, Warner's yep. is two, and... Universal I want to say Universal B three, but but I think it's between it's going to be between Universal and Paramount. I feel like they're very interchangeable. Yeah, it depends on the and normally with the release schedule, it depends on the year. Yeah, yeah, if, that's if true. If Universal has a Minions movie, it will be higher than Paramount. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> if they don't, then they won't be. <laughs> is twenty twenty one the year where Minions and Fast Nine come out? Yeah, yeah. So they could have already have won if things go smoothly. Paramount right. has Top Gun that and Quiet Place. Those are their two big guns. Right, sure. right. Right. Ooh, and Universal's tough. already been playing stuff. Yeah. I mean, they had News of the World to, at Christmas, but it <laughs> yeah. played through this year. And Fruits. I mean, uh, yeah. Fruits, I'm, too. I'm sure Paramount and later Peacock will find ways yeah. to get content and bring in and try to be competitive. But I just still, even still, no matter what you do, it's just such a endless sea of options there's just too much and i just feel like people are gonna stick with the big three that we described netflix amazon hulu and then disney is disney so i think people can't count them out netflix because i like the convenience of everything in one place and i feel like that was how netflix got to be so big because you had all you had all these offerings from disney and peacock and hbo max and paramount on netflix at one point and that made so much sense but now you don't have that and i don't really want to flip between all of these to try to find what something worth viewing. I mean, it's bad enough to, you know, flip during channels. If you have cable, it's bad enough to flip yeah. through an endless sea of content on Netflix. Even imagine flipping through an endless sea of streaming services. How do you, how do you do that? Like people eventually aren't going to want to cave and get all of these. Speaking of seas, we got a brand new trailer from Disney. Oh, we're not ready to, 
what? <laughs> we're still going to talk about streaming services yeah. and we're talking about theaters. Let's talk about yeah. stuff for theaters. We're just discussing. We can. We I can, think it's. We can this wrap is up big. this streaming conversation. Yeah, we can wrap it okay, up. But this is go. really big. This is yet another streaming service that is going to be competing with theaters. And, this, and, and where does suck. this fill? Like, where does this fit in the streaming ecosystem? And how is it going to affect the product that comes out in theaters? Now, Paramount doesn't have much product. They sold quite a bit to make it through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They really only have their two big ones, and they w- were down on the l- bottom of the list before the pandemic so i i don't think it's going to be huge but they their legacy studio they have a lot of content and that and i can see where a lot of the you know the repertory stuff is going to be eaten up by by this like it is with other stuff yes the repertory stuff that i'm really concerned about but when it comes to them being a legacy studio I, i don't think the general public is thinking of it that way like they're yeah. not thinking of oh this too has been around for years I have to sign up for there's this streaming service now. There's lots of content that I like. Yeah. 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 They're thinking about like I don't know. They're they're not thinking about it in terms of that. They're just thinking of what am I familiar with? And I think it's Hulu, Amazon, and Netflix that are that people are going to be most familiar with. Yes, and Disney. And, yeah. and Disney because, too. But, but Disney the, just and, has a branding powerhouse. Yeah, Disney's brand is much bigger than Paramount's legacy. Right. It's interesting. Um, Kevin Feige came out and talked about Marvel and how they have been able to tell all their stories in a PG-13 rating and how they've not been... They haven't had to compromise the story based on ratings. (laughs) I'm like... like, And Ken made a good point. He's like, really, all these variated characters and this variety of stories at different times and different plot points. And and it was something like 20 different films with, with the last, with Endgame. Yeah, that yeah. Way, the Marvel About universe, 20, yeah. and you're and the only one that you're going to have a, a rating outside PG thirteen is Deadpool because it had already been an R. I'm yeah. like, you couldn't have made one of those movies an R. Like one of them didn't need to. I don't know. Throw Ant Man are are rated. May throw an f bomb in or have a sex scene or anything. Like none of these guys, you they can't, don't do you can't it. Shock the kiddos with that type of language. Don't say an F word and they don't have sex and you can't, that's never a part of a character story. They never looked at the comic books. I think the most edgy that Marvel Studios has gone is Iron Man. Like if you think about like, because that was Paramount. Exactly. 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 (laughs) At least he did it. Yeah. With somebody. At least they tried to go there. Yeah. (laughs) He was a playboy. Was it Playboy philanthropist? Yeah. Billionaire playboy philanthropist. He was an alcoholic. Yeah. And he calmed down by the end of the movie because he knew he was going to eventually get bought by Disney. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, there's going to be some money in this. I better tone it down. At the very end, he was a dad. He said, he, in, at the end His of the first movie, finished. he's like, yeah. I am Iron Man. Kevin Feige and Disney, I am Iron Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you cannot replace me. I will be Iron Man for as many movies as you're willing to pay for. <laughs> and I feel like that's what is happening to Star Wars, too. Like, there's... Star Wars was never an art. It was never going to be that way. But I feel like the Star Wars universe that they're trying to create has no room. Like Disney is not allowing for any room for any of that stuff. This is why we need sure. yeah. the I'm... Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie. That's uh, that's true. <laughs> this is why people are clamoring. That is not off the table. It's not. They it's never not, they said st- it's not happening Still anymore. talking about it. Yeah. It's not off the table. I've got three different scripts under my bed at home, so <laughs> <laughs> we can try this out. I don't want to sound like a pervert, but I just feel that there's some adult things, like some drinking, some drug use. Like like maybe Captain America needs yes, to Cody? drink every once in a while. <laughs> Fat Thor just doing a bump because yeah, he needs well, a little pick-me-up. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, Cap tried to drink in the first movie, right. but his super soldier serum, whatever, yeah. cancels it out or something. It's so good. PG-13, loophole. he can't yeah. even get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> this might as well be apple juice. <laughs> I don't I'm, know. I mean, sure, I guess there's an argument to be made that like they could get a little bit edgier, but... I don't know. I mean, this is these are also movies for children, so I think... I, I'm sure they'd be fine, but... But, it's it's under Disney, of course. They but that's all Disney go. has. Is yes. They have this movie that they pander. They say it's for all audiences and adults, but really it's just for children. It is a children's network for children, 
And that's why we don't have it in our house because we're not all children in our house. Some of us are adults. Some of us are adults want adult things. Not scary things, but adult things. <laughs> like British baking. <laughs> sure, Cody, sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now we can move on. I'm just... We are it's just trying to we figure are out this new lab in landscape. a sea of streaming titles. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the transition anyway. Oh my god! <laughs> because well. I tried it to use it like one. three times. We're drifting well, this in this all these streaming services. Cut me off. And that's what we're gonna be fighting for the foreseeable future. There's gonna be powerhouses like Amazon Prime who will buy hundred million dollar movies, and there's gonna be these little. Paramount. Oh yeah, we forgot about Apple. Peacock floating around. Everybody put, forgot about Apple. I'm gonna TV, put to Apple in there, but yeah, I don't. How do you even watch it? <laughs> how do you watch? You, are, yeah. are you asking me? Yeah, I'm yeah. asking you. How do we watch Apple? If I wanted to watch, you have to I mean, put on if, a black turtleneck and glasses. Okay, yeah. you have to buy. <laughs> do I have to get my? Jobs do I have to watch it on my iPhone? Or do I have to get an Apple TV stick or whatever they are? I mean, if you have an Apple anything, that's how you watch it. Oh. That sounds awful. And there's only like one good thing on there, so it's a good show. But that, but yeah, they don't have much. Okay. They have they have very artsy stuff. That's it, it's, it's I don't think it's the best product to play for a vast majority. But so we got an animated okay. Merman movie trailer. There's a transition. Mer boy, Mer boys, so cute. <laughs> I was move, so excited. For the Pixar movie Luca. Yeah, I can't wait to show the boys this trailer. Like, I think it's gonna be really fun. It's an underdog story where these boys come out of the ocean and they make friends with people on land, but the land dwellers hate mermaids and they have to pretend that they have to keep their secret that they're mer people. Are there monsters that wrestle in it? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm but not... Rumble will come out soon, Ken. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, this looked beautiful. It was yeah. bright and colorful. I love the idea that they're mer boys. And it's just not all about mer girls. Is there a yeah, giant? What pill about bug? the mer boys, huh? Is there yeah. a giant pill bug that they use to get through traps? No, but that thing looks so cute. I cannot oh. wait. <laughs> I'm so excited for that screener. Are there cavemen in it? Maybe. Maybe there are mer cave people. Yeah, down <sighs> below in the depth of yeah, the ocean. Yeah, you don't know. I don't want to speak said, on that. You said maybe. Yeah. Um, there's a chance. Moving on. No. <laughs> No, I mean, it looks, Luca looked so good. It's from Disney. It is coming out, I think, June. Yeah. Yeah, it's still on the schedule. I don't believe it's going to be day and date streaming. And right now, Disney hasn't said if it's going to have a premium VOD. So right now, we're believing it's going to be completely theatrical. Yeah. I mean, it looks delightful. And the fact that this movie's yeah. coming in the summer, I think, makes sense. Because as I'm watching this, I'm thinking about summertime, which oh, I so haven't thought about summer and summer vacation in a long time. And I finally 20, felt like right. it's since 2019. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. We pretty no. much gave yeah. up on it last year. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. This is, I think this was really charming and I'm always excited for anything Pixar because they're always going to step up their A game when it comes to its story. So I'm here for it. I hope so. I hope so. I didn't get to see soul, so I don't know. Soul is really good. Is it? Definitely their most mature thing, you know, I feel like. My children watch Soul at Grandma's house, not our house. Oh, okay. Grandma, traitor. Grandma knows how to do it. Anyways, it's her job to do this. She does it right. I guess, traitor. <laughs> she she showed the boy's soul. And my oldest keeps coming back and talking about the portal that old souls go through at the very end. And yep. that has really stuck with him. Yeah. It, it broke his heart that they just disappeared. Good. That affected him big time i'm pretty much eric right now being like good it's dark and kids need to know about it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah like it's it's impactful and it seems like kids at least from what i'm hearing are understanding the meaning of it and they're grasping it and it's, at, it's beautiful at least they didn't shoot bambi's mom disney has a history of doing this at least yeah. at least disney had the decency to you know do it behind the scenes they didn't show it they, they never, animated it they never didn't bothered make... me when they, <laughs> when they shot bambi's mom they but... didn't actually make jamie fox fall down a manhole cover and, <laughs> kill, and kill him in real life see they're decent <laughs> they're decent <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was the only big trailer I think that yeah. came out, and people should check it out at SilverScreenInsider.com because you should know about this one for right. the summer. And there's new ones from IFC and all sorts of trailers to look at for your multiple screen programming because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you're going to need stuff beyond the A titles this summer. <laughs> this 
March and April, you're definitely going to need them. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Right now. For sure. Yeah. So was that everything we needed? That was everything on our list today. It Perfect. felt like a good podcast. Felt like we had real things to talk about. It was fun getting back into the like trailer yeah. talk. And and we hope you all out there like yeah. this episode too. Let us know. You know, I still have marital strife, but that's fine. <laughs> somebody so- keeps cutting somebody else off. <laughs> I'm not sure what to say yeah. <laughs> for the first time today. <laughs> Should I take us out of here, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, everyone, thank you for listening to this episode of Off the Break Podcast. Be sure to check out our podcast on all podcast platforms and at YouTube. We're at YouTube now. Please be sure to like and subscribe to our channel there. And if you're a theater owner or manager in needing of marketing materials for all sorts of upcoming titles, check us out at silverscreeninsider.com. Have a great weekend, everyone. All right. Go watch Tom and Jerry. You can message me at ken at sleepsoncouch.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can verify that (laughs) (laughs) i got the blue check mark so don't worry about it (laughs) have a good weekend everybody Bye. bye